Hiring? With Indeed, your search is over. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to the Chronic Podcast with host Ralph Malbro and featuring bloggers Andrew Juge of SaintsNation.com, Kevin Held of The Team Drops the Ball, and Dave Cariello of Canal Street Chronicles. This podcast is nothing but serious football talk and hardcore analysis. Which four of you would survive the longest in the zombie apocalypse, and in which order would you die? Well, Ralph, no offense, you're going first. Oh, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. The zombies would smell Dave's sugar blood and target him. Yeah. <laughs> They'd get his. <laughs> I don't even have a joke, Dave. <laughs> Dave. Dave smells like nougat. Now here's your host, Ralph Malbrose. All right, welcome to the Chronic Podcast. As always, we are sponsored by the Telekin House, 2572 City Place Court, Baton Rouge, Louisiana. You got to celebrate an LSU win this week. Barely. 5-2, facing Kentucky. Go there Saturday. LSU's getting a 6-2. and two. They're going to get bowl eligible. No, they, have, they have a rockin' menu, 136 draft beers. Nobody uh, likes LSU. Look, look, listen to Dave bowing out his chest after Tulane ekes out a 12-3 win over Connecticut. I didn't right. really... Yeah, right, I didn't right, even right, realize right, the game right. was on. It was on ESPN News. All right, let, hold on. Let's two two points. First of all, if anybody eked out a win, it was LSU against shitty Florida, a team that you guys should have manhandled. Second yeah, in, of all, in Gainesville. Yeah. Oh. Ooh. Yeah. Second of all, second of all, don't say eked out the win. You didn't watch the game. Tulane dominated the entire game. I know it was a low-scoring <laughs> affair, and the score was close. Tulane never was losing that game. Tulane was in total control the entire When you win time. a game with Nick Montana at quarterback, it should count twice. Did, did I count. ever tell you guys the story about the Montana kid playing my wife in ping pong on our honeymoon? No. And my, no. Wife, and my <laughs> wife beating him 21 to 3. Nice. You Wait, should, one of, one of Andrew, Joe Montana's you should go other kids? and you should celebrate your big victory at the Pelican House, 2572 City Place Court. <laughs> you should support them because they support us. All right. It's a true story, by the way. Your wife. Wait, just... which which Montana kid? It, it's not the Tulane quarterback. It's his older brother Nate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. but he was months. he was the quarterback at Notre Dame, I think, for a year. Yeah. Or two. yeah. Okay. Um, but uh, yeah, my wife played him in ping pong and uh, beat him twenty-one three. I mean, he he was obviously not a racket sport guy. <laughs> um, but but uh, anyway, Joe was right there. His dad. The, the famous Joe Montana, and uh, nice. he gave him a lot of shit. It was it was highly interesting. Really? <laughs> yeah, it was. Where great. was this? This was in Maui. For our, <laughs> we were on our honeymoon, and he just happened to be staying at the same hotel as us. Nice, a class, yes. huge, staying in high dollar places. All right, Held is only with us a limited time because he has to quote unquote work, which means he's <laughs> which means he's wrestling in a dumpster. Um, so Kevin. The NFC South is still a shit show after yesterday. 
So how are you feeling about the Saints with, after the week off, even with Jimmy Graham out? Are you are you feeling worse, the same, better? How are you feeling? Hold on. Before, before you answer this, Kevin, I just want to throw out that a week or two ago, I remember Kevin saying, and I quote ver, pretty much verbatim here, it's the Falcons division to win. <laughs> I want to let it. I want to let all that sink in for a second. And, and Kevin, I'll now let you talk and, and maybe maybe retract your statement from a week ago. He's already gone. He's already gone. He's already gone. He couldn't take it. <laughs> he couldn't take it. He had to hit eject. Maybe next week held. All right. Um, well, that was fun. That was fun. Look. <laughs> We are so professional. Oh, by the way, the Rams are kicking the shit out of the 49ers 14 nothing. The whole Wait, is, is that, that true? That, that is true. Yes, that is true. Uh, wait, how's Frank Gore doing? I am I am four I am 3 points behind in my fantasy matchup. He has the kicker Dawson and I have Gore. So I need Gore to score four more points than this, the than the kicker. I, I need Gore to score about three touchdowns to win my fantasy. Um, and this I'm, is an improbable Cinderella story this week. I thought I was a goner. Because he had T.Y. Hilton, and after Thursday night, and we have, we're a PPR league, he had 37 points just Ooh. after Thursday night. And I, I was like, oh, shit, there's no way I'm going to come back from that. I was playing in the podcast league against – he had uh, he had a, he had Adrian Foster – or Arian Foster and somebody else. <laughs> at, first I thought, at first I thought you were going to say Eddie George. Eddie George. At yeah, first I we, thought you were going to say Adrian Peterson, but apparently – I mispronounced names and I combined names together. I really <laughs> Adrian, I mean, Adrian Foster is the stepchild of Arian Foster and Adrian Peterson. He definitely has a lot of stepchildren. He does. I uh, I am the modern-day buddy. Um, so, Andrew, look, we, we were discussing it today via text. Uh, the, the Saints, starting in 2011 and up until last year, they were sort of – a, their offense was Jimmy Graham and Darren Sproles, and that was sort of the, the 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 engine of it. Other guys did stuff, but that was the engine. Well, now they don't have Sproles, obviously, and they're not going to have Jimmy Graham for two, three weeks, maybe. Uh, how's this passing game going to look against Detroit? Not, don't tell me if you think they're going to play well. We'll get to the prediction, but tell me what you think they might do to generate the passing game. Well, it's funny. We first of all we talked about 2013, and I had come up with some stat, Ralph, that we had discussed that um, you know they, the Saints weren't getting the ball to the receivers. Uh, they were getting the ball to the receivers like 30 percent or under 30 percent of the time um, of their completions, and uh, that was the lowest. Uh, everything else, every other year under Sean Payton, it was higher than 40 percent. Um, this year, it's back up to 40, thanks to Brandon Cooks. Um, but I think, you know, obviously for, for a while there, like you said, I mean, the, the offense was going through Sproles and Graham, and those were the guys that were catching pretty much the majority of the balls. Um, and so, you know, I think – so my, my point in saying this is I think you'll, you'll see the receivers get involved a little bit more, but I don't think it's going to be a massive change. I mean, I think Ben Watson and Josh Hill, obviously they're not the same type of players, but they're still capable receiving tight ends. So – They'll probably run a lot of the same routes. They'll probably just get more involved in the passing game. Um, I could totally see Marcus Colston getting more targets because all of a sudden those third and fives, those those red zone targets um, that went to Jimmy Graham, that, that Colston could be the guy that inherits a lot of those. Um, but I, I think, it, you know, if you were to ask me the question a different way, what am I most worried about? What's going to be the toughest adjustment? 
I, I don't think it's going to be so much the first and 10 throws or, you know, the screen passes. And in fact, I think some of the plays will be a little bit easier with Graham out of the lineup, especially the running plays. Um, but I, I think what I'm most concerned about is, is red zone passing and kind of the third and intermediary. So like the third right. and fives, the third and six will be tough. Held is back. Held. You oh, want to retract good. your statement about it, this, this division being Atlantis to lose? It's everybody's to lose. Yeah. Except Tampa. That's what, that's what my cat thinks of your, yeah. your Atlanta prediction. All right, go continue. Held, are you there? Ah, oh, well, that's good. That's great. He's dropping. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to sixty percent on hotels. So whether it's cousin Kevin's kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin, or Becky's bachelorette bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Good talk, Kevin. Good talk. Good talk. Is he there? Are you there, Held? He says he's there. I can't hear him. Can it... Yeah, are you there? Talk. Yeah. Okay, well, talk. Retract your statement. Go. I've, I've been talking. Okay. What? You... I think Kevin mutes himself you, every week. You mute week. yourself, Held. Oh, no, 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 no. Look, I've been looking at my phone. Like, I've been looking at my phone. Like, well, I'm maybe not that's muting. the problem. You no, need to be talking I have not been it. muting my phone. I don't know what the All connection is. And, know, okay, off. go ahead. You, you, it's, you said <laughs> it was Atlanta's division to lose. Yeah, okay, so fine. Now it's everybody's division. Can you all still hear me? Yes. Yes. It's now everybody's division to lose because the division blows. <laughs> we have the – it is the worst division in the league. By far. By far. Uh, why do By people far. listen to this? Hey, hey, Kevin, why are you doing this podcast from the janitor's closet in your office? I'm actually doing it from a stairwell. Thank you very much. Nice. <laughs> so there. He's going to buy so, crack in the middle. If there's, a, if there's a fire, Kevin will be the right. first one out so, the building. So yeah. message board, Kevin. Uh, Jimmy Graham, he's hurt his shoulder. He's going to be out three to four weeks. Uh, do you think he's tough enough? And how do you? I told you it was the high altitude, Ralph. I knew it from the get-go. There was high altitude problems. The man's going up solo in these prop planes. I don't know what his deal is. It's it's all about it's it's this is a me 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 culture. Oh, I'm a pilot. I'm a pilot. I got a license. Da 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 da. Yeah. Well, you know what, dude? You made a commitment to 52 other men, and you got to fulfill that commitment by not flying and by not chasing your own personal hopes and goals and dreams for the hopes and goals and dreams of the fan base and the team. You're fired. That's how that goes. So if you want to so fly, be <laughs> too high, and you're going to thin out your blood, what do you expect is going to happen when you come back down to the ground and you get hit really hard by somebody really heavy? That's science right there, dude. 
That's that, that's total science. You can you look that up. It's um, like it's like it's like surfer Donald Trump. I love message board Kevin. I want to put him in a it's bottle like, and just and just open him up every now and then. Whenever like, Kevin Ugh. does whenever Kevin does message board Kevin, I just keep picturing like Daryl Hammond doing his his Donald Trump impression mm-hmm. on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Mm, you're fine. So, Kevin, I know your time is limited. Um, is this week a must-win for the Saints? Yes, they're all must. Again, I mean, look, I know, I know the division is a shit pile, but <laughs> somebody, somebody's gonna have to win this division at at like eight and eight, or it's eight and eight. I mean, first one to eight wins, I guess. So. <laughs> So, well, that's, so that's, somebody, that's, that, then it's not must win. Shit, we can lose like five more. <laughs> right, right. But then you have to turn around and suddenly win five in a row. And this Saints team is not winning five in a row. I, I this this Saints team is going to be hard. I this Saints team is not going to win three in a row. <laughs> so so please get your wins in now. All right. So Kevin, I know your time is limited. Give me a prediction. And give me uh, how well Reggie Bush plays Sunday. Is he playing? Yeah, I'm he gonna, said he's playing he's for playing. sure. Oh, well, Reggie Bush said he's playing, so that, then it's yeah. official then. Yeah. <laughs> A player said he was playing. Well, he, he said, I'm definitely 100% playing. So, I mean, uh, sure, the coaches could still hold him out, but he, he was pretty adamant. Well, the player says he – well, the player said he was playing uh, – a, uh, ah, fuck it. I screwed up the whole thing. <laughs> uh, I was trying to do a Peter King thing, and then I tried to make it message board guy, and then I just decided to just dynamite the whole fucking thing. Uh, so to hell with it. Um, the held with it. Yeah, yeah, to hell with it. Thank you. Hell Thank you, Dave. He's, he's feeling soft today. You guys are going to have fun when I'm out. I know, right? Um, so, yeah, I'll go, I'll go Saints. I'll go Saints 27, Lions 26. And I say red. I, I say that uh, Jedediah Collins scores a short yardage touchdown, steals a goal line touchdown. Wait, I think is he red, still on the team. Jed Collins, yeah. bitches. Yeah, he yeah. stole the fullback, didn't he? Yeah. Great master he is. Uh, yes, and and I I think Wang will be very confused <laughs> on Sunday afternoon, and I think Reggie will get like eighty or ninety total yards all purpose. And it'll it'll look nice, but it'll be a whole lot of nothing. Oh, I like so, it. All right. So three. So 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 three and three. And I yes. guess if, if Carolina would lose, are you and if you're three and three and Carolina's three three and one, are the Saints in first place? I don't know. Is that? Yeah, I think it, I think uh, yeah. it goes down to division because the actually I think the, I think the Saints would be ahead because they have a better winning percentage. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Well, yeah. no. If you three, three and one, you'd be five hundred. Or I don't know. No, because no, your winning percentage is you've won three of seven games instead of yeah. three of six. I'm pretty yeah. sure you're just right. Yeah. All right, Hal. Get back to work. Power bomb. Uh, thanks for. Will do. Thanks for. Thanks for uh, carving out time. <laughs> he I said can, sarcastically. <laughs> The disdain dripping from your from right. your face. Great. All right. Bye. 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 <laughs> He's getting yelled at because I think the Cardinals are playing or whatever. Um. So Dave, your boyfriend is gonna play again this week. Ingram. Uh, how many touches is he gonna get? 
Well, that's not definite, um, but it's looking pretty good that he'll play. Um, you kind of like Reggie Bush. Yeah, well, right, sure. Uh, you know, I, I don't know. I, I, I feel like if he does play, that he's, he's not going to get the bulk of the carries. I, I feel like they're probably just going to like sort of ease ease him in there. That's what she said. Uh, you know, I, I'd say if Ingram plays, I'd say maybe 10 carries at the most. You know, but, you know, if I had to guess, I'd say like eight. I would set the over under at like seven. Um, that's a good, this is a segue into my next question, Andrew, with the Saints defense being terrible mm-hmm. and being struggling at wide receiver and missing Jimmy Grant, what are the odds that they turn to the power running game? They're, they, they're running the ball as good as they've ever run it on Sean. The statistics say they are like they're, they're, they're averaging 132 yards, which is basically what they averaged when they won the Super Bowl in 2009. So will he turn to the power running game to sort of mask and hide their problems? You know, I don't know if it's in Sean Payton's DNA, um, but I did, I, I put together a post on Saints Nation uh, this week, um, kind of laying out what I thought was the blueprint for, this team kind of turning around. Winning on the road, yeah. Yeah, it's woes on the road and, and trying to get to a point where they're they're winning these games. And I absolutely think I, – I just think, again, that the because this defense is not producing any turnovers, um, when you're not getting any turnovers, it, it's impossible to win on the road unless you don't turn the ball over. I think when you're at home, the crowd noise can – Force we saw it at Tampa Bay. The crowd noise can can force mistakes. It can force penalties in critical situations. Uh, you look at the safety that Junior Gallette had. I, I don't know that the Saints make that play on the road. You know, I think the crowd noise. Logan Mankins missed a block. He missed a, a rotation because he his head was swimming and the crowd noise affected him. So I, I just think those kinds of plays they don't happen as much on the road. And so it's it, it's more purely about are you getting beat up front or, or are you playing well? And the Saints defensively are not playing well enough. So I just think it's one of those things where you can't afford to be this dynamic passing team that's taking risks because in, invariably when you're throwing that much, you're, you're, you're going to turn the football over. It's just going to happen. We've seen it. So I really think for the Saints to be competitive in these games, to stay in these games late, uh, they've got to run the football effectively and a lot to kind of control the clock and limit you know, the times they lose the football. I mean, this isn't rocket science here, guys. I mean, you look at the statistics. Yeah. You know, whoever yeah. wins a turnover battle wins the game. Yeah, Dave. You know what else is not rocket science? I, I mean, uh-huh. you go know, ahead. R- R- Ralph just asked the question. He says, you know, he he basically said, well, the wide receiver sucks, so are the Saints going to get it done with the power running game? Well, let's look at it this way: the Saints have the number one offense as far as yards gained a game. So obviously, actually, they gained... it, they're behind the Colts now. They're now, two. well, now they're second. Okay, but they were. Uh, so you're talking about a team that has more yards, offensive yards at all. And so, Ralph, if, if this ride, ride, wide receivers suck, then how have they gotten all this yardage up to this point? Well, Jimmy Graham is a lot of it. Running the football. Running the football. I mean, Brandon well, Cooks. Go. Brandon Cooks is on. Whatever they've been doing, because they've been doing pretty darn well. I just, Dave, I just worry about. It doesn't about... feel that way, I know. And I'm sure, no, no. Pro, I'm sure that pro football focus. No, no. They... I'm sure the Saints DVOA is probably a lot worse. And they would indicate the Saints offense isn't as good as the, as the, just the total yardage would have you believe. 
No, uh, no. My concern with the Saints is not my concern with this. I don't I don't believe that their yardage numbers are fake. If they had and Dave, if they had a healthy Jimmy Graham with what happened yesterday in the NFC South, I'd feel really good about it. I just worry with Colson on the decline and Brandon Cook still finding his way. Now you take Jimmy Graham out of the mix. I know that Sean Payton has a track record of always creating a passing game. I just worry about this passing game. They're going to dump it off to P.O. Thomas, and he's going to get the other 40 yards. (laughs) I'm going to throw two things out here. First of all, I I saw a report just before we started this podcast that um, they haven't ruled out Jimmy Graham for this game yet, and he's lobbying hard to play. Um, so I, I don't know if there's any credence or truth to that, but, you know, obviously uh, we can't fully rule out that he'll be active for this game. I wonder how much of that um, is the Saints leaking that, saying, hey, Detroit. Oh, I, it absolutely could be. It absolutely could yeah. be. Um, you know, and uh, but the other thing I'll throw out there, I, I, I haven't really kept up with Megatron, and I don't know how his ankle's doing, but he didn't play last week. And in my opinion, his absence hurts the Lions. And it helps the Saints a lot more than Jimmy Graham's absence hurts the Saints and helps the Lions. Yeah, I would agree with that because 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 the thing is when Matthew Stafford struggles, when when you get pressure on him, he becomes like me in the parking lot looking for my car. Like he just he's just desperately looking for <laughs> Megatron. You know, and he gets I mean he gets panicked and you feel like early onset of Alzheimer's coming on. You know. I know. Uh, yeah, have you guys? I mean, is there any report on Megatron? Is he supposed no, to? No, I was stuff? looking for it. I don't see it. I don't. See I mean, it. I was listening to WWO, and I thought that they had mentioned that he that Caldwell was was gonna let him sit out. Uh, That's a lie. Caldwell doesn't talk. Because <laughs> mm. I think do they have? Does Detroit have their buy next week? I think so. Um, yeah, because I think they wanted to keep him out this week give him next week with the bye and just give him like three straight weeks to get healthy. I mean, so that was, I mean, I mean that, that was that, official. for me, for me, that's big. That, that's yeah, really I think big. It is yeah. because, I, because I just think, I mean, golden Tate is kind of me and their tight ends are kind of me, you know? And I think, I mean, Matthew staff, I don't know what to think of Stafford. Like he, he, he just, he, he'll have, he, he, he had, he, Andrew, he'll, have one bloop, bloop, bloop. just stink it up you know well he's just not the same player without megatron i mean it's that simple dave i mean no quarterback would be the same player without megatron to be fair yeah no I mean, question dave i, was I don't talking- know i mean I, I but i will say this i mean brady without gronkowski has has you know he brady over the years has lost a lot of his best receivers he has been able to maintain a level of quality you know peyton manning Without Wes Welker, produced just fine. We've seen Drew Brees over the years lose Jimmy Graham to an injury, um, lose Joe Horn his first year with the Saints. I mean, he, he's been able to, even without his best quote-unquote player, uh, produce. And so I, I think there is a difference there. I mean, we've seen some of Aaron Rodgers' best receivers, Greg, Greg Jennings, go down with injuries, and he still produces. So I do think there's a difference there. I think Matt Stafford is is a 5,000-yard quarterback, a guy that's kind of bordering on that elite status when he has Megatron, when he's playing well. Um, but when he's without him or when he's not playing well, he, he's pretty ordinary. Yeah. Well, that Dave, that brings me to the Saints defense. And, you know, for all the 
sort of grief we gave in Tampa. You know, they gave up 31 and all. They held Tampa to three and nine on third down. But the one thing that I noticed with the Saints is, God, those the, the quarterbacks, they can step up so easy on the Saints. Even if Gallette gets around the corner, the quarterback always has this giant pocket to step into. How important is it that John Jenkins – I mean, I hate to say like the season hangs on John Jenkins, but I feel like those defensive tackles, Dave, they got to start playing better. Like they just – like of all the things on the defense, like – that's really important, and no one seems to be talking about it. Yeah, you didn't ask me a question, but I do agree. I, I do agree with you. I mean, you know, you can isolate where is it, the Where is Akeem Hicks? Yeah, I mean, that's, well, Dave, I mean, let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. That's, of that's a, of all the defensive question. tackles, which one is most likely to start playing better? I would assume Akeem Hicks, given the season he had last year. Um, I mean, he has just totally dropped off. Uh, even Cam Jordan, who who I would also say has dropped off from last year to this year, is at least sniffing the quarterback and, and getting hurries and getting close. But, I mean, Akeem Hicks, I, I can't even remember the last time I heard his name called. I mean, um, and, yeah. So. Andrew, it seems to me like I watched these games and, and I watched um... – you know, I know it's, you know, Minnesota, look, the Saints held them to nine. So Detroit totally shutting them down is nothing special. But I was watching the Eagles last night just destroy uh, the Giants. And they were getting pass rush all over the place on eBay. But the one thing I noticed is that if a quarterback, even around the ends, like uh, Aaron Rodgers, they're, they're, they're the Green Bay tackles, they suck. But, man, if you can't step up and you're a quarterback and you and you can't step up and you either have to go – to the side or you have to go back that's when the shit goes really bad but as long as you can just step up in the pocket you're fine but once the quarterback goes to the side that's when the turnovers start happening weird stuff i mean i'm gonna say it's john jenkins that's the guy that i think because he in my opinion andrew he's the guy that played the best against tampa of the tackles well, I agree with you and I disagree with you. I think I agree with you from the standpoint that Jenkins, I mean, if you remember at the beginning of last year when the Saints were playing so well, Broderick Bunkley was out, Jenkins was the starter, and the Saints were playing lights out defensively early in the season, and he had a lot to do with that. But I think he, he's the guy that can eat space and really control the line of scrimmage. And he, he, I mean, we saw it already in this Tampa game. He was, I thought, I thought very good against the run and helping the Saints stop yeah. Doug Martin. So I, I think it does start with him. I just don't think he's a guy, even with a pretty quick first step, that can give you some inside pressure. I don't think he's a guy that, that's going to consistently give you a pass rush. So I think he's a guy, he's an important piece to kind of setting up that third. But I, for me, it, it's really the situational pass rushers. You know, you talk about Glenn Foster, Tyron Walker, Kasim Adabali, these guys, or, you know, maybe you move Cam Jordan inside, but it, it's these guys that are specifically on the 53-man roster to come in on third and five, third and six, and rush the passer. And um, that's the only time they're on the field. And that's that's what they're supposed to contribute to the team. So they've got to do a better job. Do you think they moved um, Cam Jordan in, inside, Andrew, on passing? They've back? already been doing it. You know, Dave made the joke that Nick Underhill, you know, we have a problem if Nick Underhill is coming up with the ideas. I, mean, I just <laughs> want to highlight, he, he didn't come up with that idea. The Saints actually ran that and had some success with it. And so then Nick Underhill on the heels of that was saying, hey, they should run that more because it worked. Um, but it was the Saints idea. Yeah, but it was the Saints <laughs> idea to begin with. And, and I agree with it. I do think 
you know, hey, if they're doubling Cam Jordan every single time on that side, then bring him next to Junior Gallette and force them to pay all the attention on that side. And then you're giving someone on the outside on the other end a one-on-one opportunity to beat his guy. So, um, you know, they're going to have to get creative, but they've got to get more pressure. I will throw this stat out. Um, The NFL league-wide is having a problem with sacks this year. Uh, The lowest ever of sacks per attempt is like 5.9%. And that Mm -hmm. happened, that happened three or four years ago. And this year it's at 5.6%. So it's the lowest through, you know, the five, six weeks we've had now, it's the lowest percentage of sacks league wide that we've ever seen. Um, So, and I think that's just teams putting a bigger importance on getting the quarterbacks, getting rid of the ball as quickly as possible, getting it out of their hands. And so, um, so it's not just the Saints. A lot of teams are struggling with this right now. Yeah, it is. And I mean, um, I'm going to make the case. I, I mean, know oh, before we get to the, the whole and the the rest of the NFC South and the and, and drink the tears of Atlanta's sadness, um, I'm going to make the case that uh, Drew Brees has not had any great games yet. In 2014, and Andrew and Dave, players, I say, I don't read the media. I don't read that. Drew Brees freaking knows everybody's saying, oh, he's in decline, his arm strength and this and that. Like, to me, it's got to be this week, guys. I, I just – this week when you had a week off to get ready, like if we don't see a classic – at least Saints – if we don't see the classic Drew Brees game of just awesomeness, do we start to get – do you guys see real concern that, hey, maybe it's just it isn't going to happen this year at all and they're just – they're not they're not going to have any of those three or four great games like they usually do? I'll start with you, Andrew. Uh, I mean, uh, the only thing that worries me about the lines, obviously, is their interior and uh, is – much as Jari Evans struggled against um, Gerald McCoy, you know, you've got Nick Fairley and... and oh, what, do you want a, what do you want, a, a Pulitzer or something over there? Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Um, but no, I, I think, uh, you know, it, it's going to be tough on the Saints offensive line, you know, with those guys in the interior. So I, I don't know if this is the game that Drew Brees goes for 450. You know, I, I still think the running game is the key, uh, especially in this game, for the Saints to be able to grind this out. Um, but one thing I will say is I think winning that game in Tampa the way they did, even though it was a win, I think they needed that desperately. But it's also kind of a wake-up call because now these two wins have come grinding out these kind of awful games at home against weak opponents in the Vikings and the Bucks. And now I think the Saints are finally starting to realize, you know, Jairus Bird and this Kenny Vaccaro talk of being the best safety ta- tandem and all this talk of Cam Jordan and, and Gallette each having 15 sacks. And you know, th- there was just a lot of overconfidence coming into the season that the Saints were going to be able to just march down the field and square at will, and the defense was going to be top five mm-hmm. again. A lot of assuming that this team would get better. And now they're starting to realize we've got to earn every play, and if we're going to win any of these games, we've got to give 100% and grind them out because we're just not good enough to win these games based on talent. And so I, I think in, in a weird way, I think that win, even though it wasn't a loss, I think it was a big wake-up call. And I think 
moving forward, my hope, especially after the bye week, is you'll start to see a much bigger effort. Well, they 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 need to you know that's the thing with 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 Dallas Sunday Dave that I really liked is not that I like Dallas obviously or and I hate Seattle even more but I gotta give it to Dallas and like Dallas they're like you know what we are we have the best offensive line in football and we're gonna jam the ball down Seattle's throat and we don't care about their crowd noise and their run defense we're running the ball. To keep our mediocre defense off the field, we're going to run a simple defense so we can play fast. Like, they know their identity. So, my question to you, Dave, is to the 2014 Saints, know their identity yet? I think they think they know their identity. I don't know (laughs) if it's necessarily the right identity. I don't know if I agree with the identity they should have. I mean, if if we're talking about the offense, I mean, I just think that – I think they need to be running the ball more than they are. And yeah, I mean they're running it a little bit more than they usually do. So you don't do, think but... you don't think they've figured it out yet? You don't think Sean Payton's figured it out? I think that he thinks he has it figured out. I, but I, I don't think that necessarily but I don't think that they're what the what they're what they're doing is is the optimal Yeah, you're saying he hasn't fully embraced it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm saying that and I'm just saying you know, their identity is still pretty much what their identity has always been, which is their past first team that relies heavily on Drew Brees, that relies on a lot of, you know, screen passing and short stuff and all that kind of stuff. But I don't necessarily agree that that's the identity they should have. They should, I think they should, I think they have the ability to, um, to have an identity a little bit closer to what Dallas has. I, I mean, they, they don't have DeMarco Murray, but they've got a whole tandem of, of good running backs, I think, who can uh, who can grind it out. And I think that they'd be more successful if they did that. Well, I think that would – I think that would – I mean, one, I think that they would just do well running the ball. And two, I think they would take a lot of pressure off Drew Brees, and I think that would allow him to play a little bit better. You yeah. know what this team's identity is? It's not putting the ball in Thomas Morstead's hand, hoping that he'll make a play <laughs> with his arm on fourth down. <laughs> Well, here's my here's my question. And Dan, Andrew, I don't have the stats in front of me. When was the last time, or has Drew Brees ever not thrown 30 passes in a Saints game? <laughs> uh, I don't think so. I mean, it's been a it's been a while. Maybe honestly, maybe one of those Seattle games. Maybe the I'm talking about the playoff game, the second playoff game. Um, I mean, maybe in the fourth quarter they started throwing every play. But look, the two playoff games, and, and the reason I go back to this, you look at how well the, t- the team played in in Philadelphia and in Seattle in the playoffs and they almost stole that second game too. Um, you know, obviously they get the turnover with Mark Ingram who fumbles the ball. So you still, I mean, you still can obviously turn it over and you have to have good ball security, even when you're running the football. And if you make a mistake like that case in point, it killed you. Um, but I, I just think right now the saints, their offensive line is playing so well, their backs are playing well. These teams, you gotta realize it's not only the saints identity that we're talking about, but the the perceived identity that everyone else thinks the Saints are. And they're terrified of Drew Brees killing them. They're terrified of the deep ball. They're paying attention to Kenny Stills running down the seam. Um, you know, they're paying attention to Brandon Cook when he runs the fly route. So it, it's, it's, we've already seen it. It's helped this running game perform well. And until teams start to focus on stopping the Saints' running attack, I think Sean Payton, and I know it's not going to be easy, but he needs to embrace – that his $100 million quarterback maybe needs to take a back seat. It's 
maybe not at home. Now, home's a different story. You know, this team has been able to amass yards and survive the turnovers for the most part at home. But on the road, I'm talking, yeah, exactly. You throw less than 30 times a game, pound the rock, keep running these backs until a team demonstrates that not only they can stop you, but that they're actually going to try to game plan against that sort of offense. Amen. <laughs> um, Dave Brandon Cooks. Yes. Thoughts on him? Because we we had expectations just, just, just out the wazoo for him. Just general thoughts. General, general thoughts. thoughts. He's on pace just, for he's on pace for a hundred catches for eight hundred yards. Uh, <laughs> that's which isn't a terrible rookie season, but no. I don't think it's rookie. It's not rookie of the year. I would say Kelvin Benjamin probably. Oh, Calvin Benjamin. More than that. He's a stop. I he's, can't even. He's a freak. <laughs> and I, um, you know, my thoughts are uh, that he's he's still learning. You know, I, I I see. It's funny because I see a lot of similarities with with him comparing to Reggie Bush, especially you know in the kick return, the punt returns. He's he's definitely got. He gets a little Reggie Bushitis. Uh, Every now and then he likes to run sideways. He's always, you know, and I think that's a, I think that's a symptom of always wanting to make a big play. And, you know, it's not always about that. Sometimes you just got to run north and south and pick up, you know, grind out the five yards as opposed to trying to make something happen and create a hole and create space, find a seam or do whatever and, and, and get 40 yards. Um, so, uh, you know, there's some learning. There's a learning curve there, I think. With Dave, that. But, I uh, think I think I found the last time Breeze didn't throw 30 passes in a game. Was it against Minnesota 2010 opener? No, it was uh, 2009 Buffalo. Okay, Super Bowl winning season. Super Bowl winning season. He was. Six... They won that game. That was a it, close game, but they yeah, won that game. He it was uh, he was 16 of 29. The Saints ran no, barely under 30. Yeah, they ran 38 times for 220. Yeah, Pierre Thomas. Read Pierre Thomas's stats in that game. I remember that game. Yeah, Pierre Thomas was ridiculous in that game. Yeah. 14 for 126. But so it can happen. It is it has happened before. But okay, yeah, it's happened before. And you know what happened? 2009. If you look at Drew Brees' yearly statistics, 2009 is the anomaly in every single year that he's been with the Saints, from 2006 to 2013. 2009 sticks out as his. I think total yardage was was fairly well, less than he normally does, and certainly pass attempts uh, were were lower. And that was you remember they had Mike Bell. Mike and, Bell. And yeah, well, you know he we, he made it through the whole season and he and he did what he was brought in to do. The um, first eight, first like five or six games, Mike Bell was on fire. Mike I think Bell, the first game he ran for like two hundred yards in that opener against Detroit. Actually, he, yeah. he faded. He faded down. He like after like week. Eight or nine, he like never had over fifty yards rushing. But right. point taken. I mean, but my, the the point is, is you know, you you would think that that Peyton and the coaching staff would want to duplicate. Yeah. Here they have the blue. Yeah. Here you have a blueprint for success. Look what we did in two thousand nine. What happened in two thousand nine? We won the Super Bowl. Hey, let's do more of that. Did you like winning the Super Bowl? Yeah, I kind of liked it. Oh, well, let's go ahead and do it again. Mm. Okay, let's do that. Uh, you know, so you would think that you'd want to duplicate what you did in 2009 as close to as possible. And yeah, the only difference there is if you compl- if you compare the turnover numbers through six weeks <laughs> between the two seasons. Oh yeah, I mean those, those that's certainly dark helped, difference. But, but but 
okay, but if if you're not if you're not forcing Drew to win games for you, and, and if you're taking the pressure off of Drew's shoulders, you know what else you're not going to do is you're not going to give up the ball as much. So even though you may not be getting all those turnovers, you certainly aren't throwing three interceptions a game. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and so and I, I think just, I just, just just to highlight this, I mean, I, for the listeners, like we're not saying that we don't want Drew to throw the ball ever, but I, I'm just I think the main thing is on first and ten. More times than not, eight times out of ten, seven times out of ten, whatever, the Saints are running the football. And if they pick up three yards and it's second and seven, you don't go play action. You run the football again. Yeah, the thing is with the Saints, too, and, and not to – I mean, it, it's a it, people will say it's a weird comparison to LSU. But the thing with LSU is LSU cannot afford to get behind the sticks because their quarterback is so terrible. Which so one? they really – you know – when they do a pass play and they get sacked or whatever and they have and they have like third and more than six, they're kind of screwed. The Saints, though, have Drew Brees. Yeah, right. Third and 25. Piece of cake. Yeah. <laughs> but but so I think with with Drew Brees, you, you can afford to be a little bit more conservative because you third and eight every now and then won't kill you. Like if you run the ball twice and get stuffed, like it's OK. You still got Drew Brees. He can pick it up. So I feel like that sort of opens it up. But. One last thing on Brandon Cook, Andrew, and that is, is obviously he can get better, but is this kind of what you see his role is? Do you think it'll change? Do you think we'll see him deeper down the field, or is this just going to be his role and he'll get better as as he'll go? But it's still going to be the short pass and that sort of thing. No, I well, I would have liked to have seen him stretch the field more and you know kind of have a Meacham slash Devery Henderson role. Um, not not all the time. I mean, obviously for Henderson and Meacham, that they kind of had the same role almost all every time they were on the field. Um, I'd like to see more variety from Cooks, but I, I would love to see the Saints take more shots down the field with him. And I think his role will evolve over time. I, I think they're still feeling out what he's good at, what 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 his role is in the offense, what they're comfortable with, whether he can do a lot of the things they're making him do right now. Mm-hmm. Some of them he's not doing that well. Um, but I still think he's a guy that overall, I mean, in terms of his talent, um, he's only going to get better. I think the big plays will come. Yeah. Um, let's before we get to uh, Twitter questions, we have a, another new segment on the podcast. Uh, this is when Ralph accidentally texts Andrew instead of his wife. Or no, text everybody. Text everybody. Group texts everybody. Group texts everybody instead of my wife. So Andrew, uh, take it away. But one note from, from my part, my wife is in Holland, so that made the time change really really well, weird. Which I just want to read. I just want to read what uh, what Ralph sent us first of all because yeah, I, I just want to break this down. Um, so you know we have our our basic text chain if you will, between myself, Dave, and, uh, and first of all, I think we've thrown this out, out there before that, that Ralph likes to call his wife tots. You see it? Cause she calls. Yeah. T T do you want to explain that real quick, Ralph? T O T S T O T S. Eat your tots, Tina. Tots like tater tots. Yeah. It's, it's a, it's a, uh, it's a little, it's a little pet name. Okay. So, so yeah, here, here we go. And it's adorable. Here's, here's the, the, the text in question, and this is not the first time Ralph has pulled this stunt, um, but the text says, very good tots, yeah. love you, and and now then then there's two capital O's, so I'm not sure if that's like Ralph showing his O face on text message or if that's 
Like you, you just forgot it's XOXO. You just forgot the X's. It was like really early really in the just... morning. It could have been a lot of things. Okay. <laughs> so we, we've got two capital O's. Um, they and could then, be boobies. They could then, be boobies. And then, and, then, and, then, and then proud of you. Yeah, that's good. So yeah, not, good not really sure what proud yeah. of you. I mean, yeah, She's doing I'm international weddings. Have... I'm proud of her. I'm a good husband. And then night. Yeah. <laughs> so when you, you combine to... when you combine the broken English, uh, the the terms of endearment, it's like, like well, it's tots, like a, it's like a... and and the the O face, the, the two capital O's, uh, you know, which is borderline graphic. It's like uh, well, it's like romantic poetry, but dyslexic. <laughs> yep. Uh, Ralph, I can't wait for the next one, man. You you always know how to make me feel warm and fuzzy inside. I, and... <laughs> I did that with I did that with Andrew during a Saints game, like I think like right before the game or right after, and I did it like twice. Yeah, like, I did it before the game and after the game. It, it's oh. happened enough that I'm really starting to question if these are accidents. Maybe, maybe <laughs> I maybe I secretly love you, Andrew. I want you to move closer. Um, all right, let's get to the Twitter question. I enjoy I enjoy that segment. I might have to uh, I might have to just drop an accidental text so we can have it regularly. All right, Smooches. I've got some questions, Andrew, but we got a ton. We got to like try to pop power through these. So wh- who dat Alley Cat says, Dave, does the Saints underdog status this week improve their chances of winning, or am I stuck in 2009? Are they the underdogs? Yeah, they're three. They are. They are three point underdog. Wow, that's pretty much home field advantage. So I'd say they're really even. But uh, yeah, oh, that they're definitely going to win then. They they definitely <laughs> play better as underdogs than they do when they're favored. They 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 like to play, you know, down to their to the shitty opponents, and they like to play up to the good opponents. So if they think that Detroit's better than them, then they they'll use it as motivation. So I'm I'm kind of yeah. It goes back to what we said earlier. Um, I'm with Dave. I think the the whole grind it out mentality. Um, that they realize now that they're just not going to be handed these wins. Yeah, and it'll be. It'll, I mean, well, I don't know. I don't know offhand Sean Payton's record after the bye, but it's usually pretty good. So um, I don't think he's about. Either. Well, you know, he lost like the first three or four. Yeah. You know, yeah. And, and, and now he's he's on like a five game win streak. And now. he changed it up, right? He's yeah. Like we lost after. But this is from Mike Mills, who I am dominating in the podcast fantasy league. Uh, <laughs> Seriously, what's the over/under on Reggie Bush's yards from scrimmage Sunday? I would say like 75, 80. But I start, I'm going to start him in fantasy, so he'll probably get negative six. The thing is, he's got a bum yes. knee and he's coming back, and I feel like that first game back from injury, when you're trying to reacclimate yourself to the game speed, it is always a little dicey. Remember, he's not the only Saints but... running back. They got Joyke Bell too. Well, he's out too, though, isn't he? Injured? No, he played last week. He had 75 yards. Oh, okay. Touchdown. You know, I, I just think. I think with Bush, he's either going to have a critical fumble, gift us like an awful turnover, or he's going to have like a 70-yard huge play against the Saints. It's going to be boom or bust with Bush. All right. Those one last uh, that wait one last question, Mandula. Thanks for the tips for going to Holland for my wife. By the way, uh, so the eight and eight Saints missed the playoffs, sweeping the eight seven and one Panthers because of a missed field goal. That's going to happen, right? <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. The thought crossed my mind the that minute that that Mike Nugent missed field goal happened. God, that that had. And then Pac-Man Jones just threw his ass under the bus after the game. He's like the field goal kicker blew it, which <laughs> I don't know if it's bad. It was true, but it was bad form. Um, yeah, I think that. I mean, 
I just look at the schedules for all these team guys. I don't see a team getting a nine. I just don't. Maybe Carolina. Maybe. Somebody's Carolina. Carolina's got their hands full the next two weeks. They could easily lose the next two. Easily. Yeah. They got what at, at Green Bay and then home against Seattle. Yeah. That's that's brutal. Yeah. It. We'll see. Andrew, you got questions, so fire them away. Oh boy, do I. <laughs> do oh I have questions? Boy. Where do babies where, come from? Where do I even start? Boys have a penis, girls have a vagina. All right, here we go. Uh, let's see. So Crawfish Boyla asks, Ooh, like uh, the a, run game like seems to be clicking right now with Cajun. Johnson at fullback, but what happens when Eric Lorig returns? Do we keep both? I don't know why they're so enamored with uh, the other guy, Lorig. Like, because he's a pass catcher. Oh man, I mean, he's basically just kind of like another tight end almost. I mean, he's got to be healthy this week, right? I would think. I mean, if not, then he has a broken leg with like Ebola inside of it. <laughs> you would. Th- I mean, I like Johnson. He's do- he does a good job on the short yardage, man. He's isn't he like batting a thousand on that, Andrew? Yes, he hasn't missed one. Yeah. All right. Uh, next question. Five. Uh, yeah, I'll just say real quick that I think I think. They would keep both because Austin has special teams value with blocking. Yeah. So, um, okay, next question. Uh, let's see. Alley Cat Alley of Sin asks She's uh, a big predictions fan. on how often the announcers mention the Saints missing Bush and Bell, and is this a possible drinking game? Dave, you're gonna go. You can take that one. Uh, the announcers saying that the Saints miss Bush and Bell, yes. uh, like Reggie Bush and Mike Bell. Joyke yes. Bell. Oh, Joyke Bell. Uh, I think no, I, I think she means this tongue in cheek. Like I think she realizes that her backs have been awesome. Yeah. And I think she like a lazy, you know. Oh, the Saints are two and three. They must really miss these two running backs. Well, I really hope they don't say that because yeah, I mean that's that's definitely not the case at all. You can make it a drinking. You can make it a drinking game. Uh, you could you could do that, and you could do how many times Dick Stockton mentions that Detroit's missed ten of fifteen field goals, but you might be dead by halftime. <laughs> All right, Adam Fushow asks. Um, he asks, uh, do this? Does the Saints' offense have a chance without Jimmy Graham if they can't run the ball against Detroit? Why wouldn't they be able to run the ball? I don't know. Detroit's second against the run. Whatevs. Peter <laughs> Thomas, bitches. I mean, the, the, it. it I, 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 I mean, I'm gonna throw out there that if if they can't run the football against Detroit, and it it is a tall order, but if they can't do it, and it comes down to the passing game, I, I think without Jimmy Graham, it's gonna be near impossible. Rough. They got. They yeah. They gotta. They gotta run the ball because they gotta stay out of third and long in that dome stadium. I mean, Detroit people are fired up because they're. Four, four and two. If they if they had a competent kicker, they'd be five and one. Uh, so they're pretty good. I mean, they, the Saints they they've they got to run the ball, and they they they've just got to stay out of third and long. All right, I've got uh, Super Saiyan Saints sent like fifty questions, right. so I'm only gonna read oh a couple God. here. Mm-hmm. Um, Ralph, just answer this in like five words. Okay. Um, how are you surviving without quoting your angry angry wife? Uh, not well. Not well. Okay. 
Um, Dave, will Sean Payton ever let go of Meacham and stop forcing quote-unquote roles? Uh, no, I don't think he will. Should he? Yes. Will he? No. All right. And Dave, who loves food more, John Jenkins or you? Me. <laughs> How's the new How's the new health regimen going, Dave? Because you you did the you did the the you did the blood check and uh, your blood was like uh, maple syrup. <laughs> it smells like nougat. It's definitely it's definitely going better. I I still drink a whole I have a whole thing of it's 101 ounces of Poland Spring that I fill up every day. I drink one of those every day. Uh, so I, that already puts me ahead of the game. I'm not exercising like I should be, but I'm definitely also not eating bags of candy straight every night so i mean i think it's going better we had a nice healthy meal this evening chicken broccoli squash that sounds horrible all right next all right last question uh uh, cat nolens asks uh what will the final 2014 record be for the nfc south teams going into the playoffs and will Atlanta beat a team outside of the NFC South? <laughs> That's a good, let's look. Let's pull up Atlanta's schedule, shall we? I, I love the second part of that question. That's I, dude. We got to get to it because we'll, we'll discuss that now. Because I know you people were down because we thought the Saints would be a Super Bowl contender, twelve and four, thirteen and three. 10, we thought so. It was we were we were, we're a little bit bummed that the Saints are in might might be worse than mediocre, or they might be eight and eight, but. Atlanta people are fucking gripping out of there. They want heads to roll at Flowery Branch. I joked to the Falcoholic, when do the pitchforks and torches march to Flowery Branch? And he said 11 o'clock. Like, <laughs> they, want, they want Mike Nolan fired. They, wanted him, they want him fired now. Like, they just, you o'clock. mean Mike we're, Smith? We're no. We're meeting on Peachtree Street. Well, they want Nolan fired Which first. Which one? Then maybe Mike Smith. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, they, they want – they want blood. Um, so I, mean, I, th- I really think Mike Smith getting fired is the worst thing that could ever happen to the Saints. I know. Yeah, that's true. Right, 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 right. I Let's mean, keep the loser in there. Yeah, well, they could, they could, <laughs> they could make a bad hire though, Andrew. They could clean house and make a terrible hire. Bring back Jerry Grant Glanville. They could bring back Bobby Petrino. Oh, yes. It's kind of almost, it's kind of almost made losing to the Falcons in Week One kind of worth it because you know their hopes got so high after they beat us well you know and I then think, it just dropped and i they think andrew i think andrew made the snide comment either on his blog or maybe on the podcast and he was like you know matt ryan had the best game of his life he threw for 450 and at like what three touchdowns or whatever and oh, yeah. and andrew i think you you said something like you know if drew Brees has the best game of his life i can guarantee you the saints aren't winning in overtime right you right, know. totally. Um, so here's the Atlanta schedule. Well, they went outside the NFC South. They are at Baltimore. Loss. Host Detroit. Loss. At Tampa. Win. At Carolina. Loss. Well, you don't even have to say the, the NFC South, South games. So Cleveland. Host Dude, Cleveland. Honestly, Cleveland's been playing well, so Cleveland's, I don't know. Cleveland's good, but but Cleveland's second. They'll beat they'll beat they'll beat Cleveland at home. Cleveland's mm-hmm. secondary is a shit show. Yeah, yeah I'll give I'll give hey, them that one. Versus you know, Arizona, you know who said home. they could beat Cleveland? Us. <laughs> yeah, uh, I think Arizona beats the Falcons. At Green Bay. Loss. Oh yeah. Versus Pittsburgh. Mm, Pittsburgh. They win bad. that. They win that. So we're saying I'll, I'll give them two non-NFC South wins. So Cleveland and Arizona. 
So they'll be yeah. like five and eleven. Yep. They're gonna fire Mike Smith. They're gonna fire the best coach in their history, I think. Five and eleven probably does get Mike Smith fired, yeah. So that would be back to back five and elevens? No, they were four and twelve four last and, year. Four and twelve, five and eleven. That, yeah. I wonder I wonder if they'd fire the general manager too. Mm, I don't know. You know, you know what's know. you know. Are you talking about Dimitrov? No, he yeah. he's no. Arthur Berlant loves that guy. Would they? Would they? You know, it would suck if they if if Harbaugh. Everything I read in San Francisco is like Harbaugh's gone. If Atlanta would bring in Harbaugh, God, that would suck. <sighs> yeah, that I, would I, not be good. I, I think would. Blank is so gun ho on on having quality people that I, I would think that Harbaugh doesn't meet the criteria. Yeah, of maybe upstanding gentlemen, you know, I wonder if they would go, I wonder if they go veteran. I wonder if they'd go veteran coach or they'd go young, um, up and coming assistant. Like I, I could see them bringing Tony Dungy out of retirement. Oh my God. Harbaugh. <laughs> yeah. I could, I could, I could, I could see that too. That's like I, I would think that Arthur Blank was foaming out the mouth for Lovey Smith before Tampa snatched him up. Yeah, but you know it what? Seems like the type of guy they would want. Tony Dungy is like he, he has a lot of failure in the playoffs. Like I know he won, he won the Super Bowl with Peyton Manning. Give him credit, or whatever. But besides that, he's not, he was nothing but fail in the playoffs yeah. with the Colts yeah. in Tampa. So. All right, so Gr- Gruden's another one. Oh my God, the Grudenator. This guy. So she asked about the records. Um, you know, I now that Montadula has thrown that out there, I have this this gigantic fear of Carolina winning the division at eight, seven, and one, and the Saints going eight and eight. Um, I, I think I think those are the two teams at this point. I mean, things can change, but I really think Atlanta and. Uh, Tampa, Tampa are, are done. I mean, I, yeah. I just don't see those teams. I mean, if you ask me between the two, uh, Atlanta maybe has a better shot of going on a run and, and winning a bunch of games. I mean, um, but li- Tampa, Tampa is done. Listen done. to this. Listen to this gauntlet of games for Carolina. I know the Saints is hard, but they go to Green Bay, host Seattle, host the Saints, go to Philadelphia, and then they host Atlanta and have a bye. And then off of their bye, they go at Minnesota, at New Orleans, Tampa, Cleveland, at Atlanta. So they could do so some. After the bye, it's pretty manageable. Yeah. I mean, but I just, I, I don't, they're not winning the next two weeks. Give them the win of the Saints, that's four. They're not beating Philly. They'll beat Atlanta at home, that's five. They'll beat Minnesota, that's six. They're not going to beat the Saints at home. They'll, they'll beat Tampa at home, that's seven. Um, you know, they're not beating Cleveland at home, I don't think. So they beat Atlanta at home. I get them to eight. Maybe if you give, if you give them the Cleveland win, that's nine. I mean, I don't, so anyway. All right. I guess it's time to get to game. We we have any more questions, Andrew, or is it time to get to game? That's it. You got it. All right. So we got game prediction. So I'll start with you, Dave. Um, give me prediction for the game and, uh, MVP or person we want to burn at the stake on Monday. Me, um, it's definitely going to be a, a blowout. Saints are going to get their asses kicked. <laughs> uh, no way they're winning against Detroit in Detroit. No way. Just no way. Steel City, no way. Um, I'm going to say uh, 
35, 10. Oh, my Ryan. God. Oh, it's going to be brutal. D- Dave, are you munching on some carrots? It better be something healthy. No, I'm munching on some of the hazelnut stuffing cookie, Sour Patch Kids cookie from, the, dozen. from the Whole Foods cookie bar. <laughs> um, you know those aren't healthy just because they came from Whole Foods. Yeah, but they're organic. Um, <laughs> whatever the fuck that means. Uh, and, uh, <laughs> Dave is mainlining uh, high fructose corn syrup right now. Yeah, he's and, got uh, an IV hooked up to him. We're gonna want to. Uh, we're gonna want. We're gonna want to burn Drew Brees at the stake because he's gonna Ooh. throw like another five interceptions. Oh man, that is a brutal Sunday. That's gonna be ugly. Andrew. Yeah, I'm with Dave. I'm gonna ride the uh, the reverse jinx that worked so well last last game Barely. against Tampa. I don't think our reverse jinx had anything to do with that. Uh, I th- I think it was the difference in the game. I beg to oh, differ. No. Me so, and Andrew are difference makers. Yep. So I'm gonna go 38-24 in favor of Detroit. I think the Saints' offense will get a little something going, but uh, they'll miss Jimmy Graham. And at the end of the day, uh, Reggie Bush will score three times. He'll one will be a pass for like 82 yards, and he'll break two long runs, and we will all weep bitterly. Uh, I'm not going reverse jinx. You know, I've been terrible picking games this year. I think my record is like 10 and 15 on the WWL column, and I'm down a unit and a half in my gambling and in my picks pool at work for like 800 bucks. The winner gets, I'm like five points behind and I'm not even in a half. What is that? What's a unit? Like a unit is a hundred bucks and a half would be 50. So I'm like down, I'm like down a unit and a half. Sorry. I'm not up with your gambler lingo. (laughs) I'm a degenerate gambler. I speak. Yeah. You're degenerate. God damn it. Alabama. I bet on you and you let me down. Stupid saving. Stupid okay, like thinking. seriously, how 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 much money do you do you think you bet in a in a sports weekend? Mm, I usually bet like two, three hundred. Okay, every weekend. Yeah, but I mean, During if I if I if I go in the, if I go in the hole on the the site, if I go in the hole, I'll I'll ease up. But this you year, do this like, online. Yeah. And do you bet at when it's not football season? Do you no, bet on other I don't. Sports? I don't. I don't. I don't bet. I only know. I only know how to lose money on football, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I, I'm, I'm not betting. I'm not betting first half WNBA lines. That's when you have to start. <laughs> that's when you have to start going to meetings. When you're like, I'm betting the Sparks plus three and a half at the Phoenix. I don't know. You know, that's when you know you have a problem. And Ralph course, did. Ralph did totally get hosed on the Tulane coin toss this week, though. <laughs> Over the course of your lifetime, do you think you're ahead or even oh, or fuck down? No. Fuck no. I am not ahead at all in my game. Like, no. No, 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 no. <laughs> I, 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 had, I had bad years at LSU gambling. Bad years. Is your wife ever going to put a stop to this madness? No, because it's like my she shops. I have my game. I mean, like I, I would say probably. And at least you have a chance of getting your money back. Yeah. Like, she I shops, would say, forget it. It's gone. I'd say probably like over the last like five years that we've been together like my gambling i'm probably like like if if i looked at, i could look it up in my book i'm probably like less than like 300 less than like 300 down you know over your whole life no over the, like the last five years that's not bad at all no i mean like i don't like if i've had friends lose more than one night at the casino yeah, I mean, the thing is, I have some, I have well, some... Well, Ralph's, Ralph's not counting the nights at the casino. Okay. No, and I mean, I <laughs> I have some rules that I do, like, when uh, the last the last two years, any NFL 
team that's getting more than 10 points, I bet on them because double-digit underdogs in the NFL cover 70% of the time. So I just like hold my nose and take it, and uh, it usually by the end of the year comes out ahead. But it's so so Ralph, why not just always bet that? Then that's the only thing you ever bet. Because that's not fun. Have- that's you might like not the, have double-digit underdogs for quite a while. Yeah, they don't have. I mean, like, like they, they didn't like they didn't have any this week. So like, I couldn't get. Like, God no, Andrew, doing, having a <laughs> have a football weekend and no 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 gambling. Jesus, man, I might as well drink and become a fucking hermit or something. Well, you're already doing that. I know. Is it's true? The, the oh, by the way, the Covington Strawberry Ale is the bomb. I. Just, yes, it is. I, yes, it is. It's better than a beta, and I love a beta, but the the Covington Strawberry Ale is better. It's excellent. Uh, I haven't had the Straw Gator yet. People, I have had mixed reviews about that. I'm a fan. Yeah. So my prediction, I'm not, I'm not going the route of we are helping the Saints with reverse jinx, and and I, I just feel like Drew Brees and Sean Payton have had two weeks. They are getting their shit together this week, and this is the week where the turnovers flow. And the Saints are going to win 31-16. to 16. It's going to be close for a while. I'm going to say – no, you know what I'm going to say? I'm going to say 30-16. to 16. It's going to be 23-16, and good old Patrick Robinson is going to seal it with a pick six. So you're coming on this podcast and saying that the Saints defense is going to go on the road against Matt Stafford and hold the Lions in Detroit to 16 points. Yeah. Because they're gonna they're gonna make some stops. They're gonna, you know what's gonna happen, Andrew? So so what is that? Three field goals and one touchdown? No, it'll it'll be seventeen. It'll be two touchdowns, a field goal, and like two misses. You hear this, Dave? He's already changing. Thirteen seventeen. Because Andrew, you're waffler. You're like John Kerry. I am. But Detroit has big time problems kicking field goals, Andrew. And I think if they would miss a field goal or two early, it could swing the momentum and make their crowd really angry. Yeah, but they have Prater now. Yeah, but he sucked last week too. I did, I, I was at a wedding. He, he missed field he goals. Missed, he missed two. One from like wow. three something yards. Oh wow! Okay. And he looked fat. I don't remember him being fat. So he's always yeah he's always been a little overweight. Right, but so, um, okay. So Drew Brees. Drew Brees so, is gonna. So you're saying the Lions score two touchdowns in this yeah, game? Yeah. The Drew Brees is gonna have one of his Drew Brees masterclass thirty-five of forty-one games. And without Jimmy Graham? Without Jimmy Graham. It's just it, – he's been listening to two weeks of this, like, no arm and got to stop. Like, they're going to be ready. They're going to play well. And if they don't, I'll crush them in my car, like I always do. Wow. I mean, doom and gloom, Ralph, is coming out and – I just – I feel like – I have like, to say I, I'm surprised. I am, but this is this is like – I can't – oh, look at Greg Williams and his fucking serial killer glasses. Uh, I just – I don't want to give up on him. I want to be delusional, Andrew. And if I can't be delusional coming off of a bye, then I can never be delusional. So it doesn't make it doesn't make any sense at all. I admit it. I'm just the history of Drew Brees and Sean Payton tells me that eventually they get their shit together. And that's what I'm going off of. What do you? Now, Dave, Dave, we're riding this reverse jinx thing until it stops working, right? Like the Saints should operate their running game, yes. Okay. All right. I'm in. So go to Saints Nation. Andrew's got a bunch of stuff. Why? How the Saints can win on the road. Go to Canal Street Chronicles. Dave's got a bunch of stuff. Uh, Kevin is always on Twitter. (laughs) As am I. So 
Uh, thanks for joining us. Uh, until next week, people, be safe. This one's for you, Kevin.